Hey everyone, and welcome to the Making Creative Marketing Show. And today we're gonna be talking about marketing autopilot versus manual control. Switching between the two, when you know you've been on autopilot too long, and then kind of basically how you take back the manual control and what that kind of looks like, how often you should be doing it, what are some warning signs, um, and then really just walking you through like when is it okay to autopilot? Right. So we're going to be walking through all of that today. And a lot of that brings us the reason that I even brought that up today is, you know, I don't know who you are. Right. You don't know too much about me just yet. And this just takes the stance of, you know, you could be you could be just the business owner. You could be a marketer. You can be a content creator. You could be a parent on, on top of all these things. You could be struggling with something else in life. You could be feeling guilty about taking time away from the business. You can feel guilty about taking time away just for a family vacation, right? And so, you know, as the business grows, it's nice to be able to to let some things go and to focus on some other things. And as marketing is a, a very heavy, laborsome task that always kind of needs tending to, it needs weeding, it needs constant revisions, right? That is something that is is very difficult to do consistently because it is it is tiring, right? And it's nice to finally have made a system where you're like, Oh, my gosh, this is on autopilot. This is great. Like, I can enjoy myself, I can focus on other areas of my business. But you know, leaving it on on autopilot too long, obviously, can lead to uh, some stagnant results, right? So in this episode, that's really what we're going to be breaking down is like, you know, what does it look like? When's it okay to test maybe the autopilot? put it on there for a little bit and see how things go. And I'll start this off kind of with like a story um, of my personal experience going through and we'll be talking mainly about just content creation and social media, right? So in the very beginning, when Reels and Trending Audio, like basically if you back in the day, if you remember this, uh, and I say that like it was a year, year and a half ago, is if basically if you used a Trending Audio, and you didn't have to have a hook, you didn't have to have anything, if it was just funny and you could lip sync well or or just read well, uh, you, you would perform very well. And so that is the point when I started doing social media management. Actually, I actually had one of my clients who was just like, you know, we had made content for them. We had, you know, they had developed an online course. They needed photos for their website. So I had been doing photo and video for years and years and years before before this happened. Um, but mainly, I, I kind of consider myself like a, a mini production company. Still a one-man band, but they kind of came to me and were like, hey, could you produce a reel every single day for us? And I was like, sure, right? And that's what everybody does. And so I picked that up and we started basically just using training audios because every time that we would do like a talking head or some sort of educational content, it just would not perform very well. And so what do you do? You start doing what works well. And that was training audio. So that was all that we put out there. And the biggest thing for me was like, oh, hey, it's easy to go out and find this audio. It's really hard to try and relate this audio and what's happening in the video back to the caption to make it somehow relevant and provide some amount of value beyond entertainment. Because at the time, they were heavily looking for Instagram as like a growth, a lead generator um, for their online course. So. I said, yes, we started doing that. And then we kind of hit like a plateau. I'm like, hey, I feel it in the water. I feel it in, in 
and Instagram, like things are kind of dying down. Like it's a lot harder to find that trending audio. It's a lot harder to do this, even though things were going well. Okay. And I say going well, the results were going well. I was burnt out. I was tired of trying to like play this mental Jenga of like, how do I relate to this to this? And then came around, I was like, hey, we need to start introducing some sort of educational content where I can have days off of not having to be in Instagram, be looking for trending audio, and essentially just in a roundabout way, always being plugged in. And so we came to the conclusion like, okay, hey, we'll start doing some of this. And after about a week of that, I was like, hey, you know what? It would actually be better if we didn't just shoot trending audio reels um, and educational content. Let's film YouTube videos. Like let's do YouTube videos and let's do some uh, trending audio. And so therefore we're establishing ourselves on two different platforms. We're still trying to maximize our reach, but let's, while the reach is still relatively high, let's try and bring them back to YouTube, right? Like how much of that uh, audience can we migrate over to YouTube and really start providing value? Obviously, because, you know, at the time it was just 60 seconds and YouTube shorts weren't out yet. So we uh, started producing on YouTube and things started going well, right? We finally got our cadence down on YouTube and, and that's when you finally feel like things are going right, that is when like autopilot kind of takes over. Um, we, had an, we have a video editor on our team and she's great, still with us. And I had just given her directives. And I'm like, hey, this is the way we shoot it. We shoot it uh, chronologically. You edit it chronologically. We give you X amount of hours to edit the video. I give you an extra hour to be creative, an extra hour or two, depending on what the video was, to make it engaging, right? To be that creative person. And so, you know, within that autopilot was built creativity, but there are other things that like creep up, right? So like the system was set, everything was being published. We were shooting consistently. Everything was moving well, but then you just start to look at the number of views the number of views kind of went down a little bit, but then they started staying stagnant. And so fighting this urge to always have to improve for me never goes away. That's something that sticks with me always. As soon as I start to feel as though things are comfortable, it's hard for me to not try and change things, right? It's, it's hard for me to let autopilot take over and focus on some other area of my business or their business. Because like in marketing, like our hands are in everything. And so I think when you when we talk about this, you know, marketing autopilot versus taking back manual control, being able to know when to switch over to manual control is important, right? Or let go of manual control for autopilot. And I'm gonna talk about that right now is as I have the issue of letting go of manual control and then allowing autopilot to engage, why is that important? And I have, as somebody who has an extremely hard time letting that go and not constantly trying to approve on everything because everything could be better. I think about that every time I publish a video or a piece of content, like could have been better, okay? Letting that ride for a couple months, okay? And for some of you, you may hear that and you're like, man, that's just like, I can't believe you would do that. You would just let it autopilot for a couple months. And that's very hard for me. So that's not like me being, you know, just lazy, but it's letting the system be tested. Okay. Because like 
that autopilot phase is almost like a recovery phase for your creativity, for the system and processes. Like, hey, how far did this system get us? Over the last three months, this autopilot that we've installed, because you have to think like, you know, if you're a marketer and you're helping another business or you're the business who's doing the marketing for yourself, it is nice to have respites built in to your year, right? To, to there's points where you're like, I'm glad I have the ability to switch to autopilot. I'm, I'm super stoked to be able to have things scheduled and published without me having to be there because that is important, right? Family vacations, uh, family time, just weekends, intentionally setting aside time for growth in your business as opposed to just constantly being plugged in and, and working in your business rather than on it, right? You hear that all of the time. But it really is like training you like, okay, did this system that I built for this iteration allow me to do what I was hoping to do? And so letting that autopilot take over and test for a period of time is extremely important. And it's not, it's not laziness and you can feel it. And it's hard to like, let that timeline finish. So whatever timeline that you set up for yourself to test some sort of system and the type of, you know, content that you're creating or the marketing you're doing, whatever timeline that you've set, really try and hold on to the end. Because what it does is it allows you to start improving that process while not touching it. And so you start to find the flaws within that system if you let it run its course essentially. Now, the other way, how do you know when it's been on autopilot too long and it's time to take it off? I start noticing the signs, right? So like maybe you had a goal and you're like, hey, I'm gonna let this run for, for two months and I'm just gonna let it go. And it's hard to watch a sinking ship sink, right? So when do I switch back into manual control? For some of you, it's gonna be sales, obviously. Like it's gonna be sales, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be things that actually affect you know, your revenue or the bottom line for your business. And that's, that's a good, that's a good red flag to be like, okay, I need to manually jump in here and like get to work. You know, we have clients who do a webinar and so they have like a membership attached to it. So the webinar is free, you know, all of their ads drive to the, the webinar, all of their organic content that they publish out, publish on various social media accounts, uh, drives signups for the webinar. Okay. Now the webinar is their conversion tactic. Like that is where if you show up, that's their pitch, that's what they're doing, that's where they're gonna get all their sales. Well, you can automate that, right? Like if you didn't know that, you can run a webinar and the webinar doesn't have to be live, okay? You can you can make it look like it's gonna be live, but essentially it's pre-recorded. And one of the reasons you do that is just like a web page is you can A-B test it. Did this one perform better than the last ones? Same thing with the systems and iterations that we're talking about with the you know, autopilot and the manual control. To let things run their course, to let them actually see if they're performing well, and then measure and take a look at all the other things that are essentially, could well, could be potentially affecting that system. Okay, was there something else that fell off? Is it some seasonal thing that I didn't account for that could be affecting you know, the results of this. And so they do that. And, you know, that's, that's essentially how, how they look at it. And so taking back manual control for them is like, oh, okay, that automation is not doing well. And it's proven for them that if they show up for the, the webinar live, they convert better. Okay. And that's just something that they've struggled with and are working on to be like, Hey, how can we 
make a pre-recording that is almost just as good as our live or it's 80% as good as our live, right? Because you can't be everywhere and that's the system that they're they're working on building so they you know they can focus on other areas of their business now other other warning signs um, and these these are personal warning signs that that I've noticed for for a lot of reasons is in marketing everything changes right if you're in any social media platform you can you can feel the changes in the wind to the algorithm to your audience how they respond how they engage you can feel that Okay, and so it's our job to pick up on those early warning signs and then start predicting the end of that autopilot. And so I look at these and I'm looking at these warning signs. The warning signs are, hey, when I'm scheduling, if you're, for example, if you're scheduling content, okay, and you're not manually going in there and you're using trending audio and you're not, you know, specifically going in there and putting a hook and a call to action and making sure the first uh, visible portion of your caption as your headline is an as your is your third tactic to try and get you know somebody to view the rest of your caption. If you're not doing all of those things right for so long, you start looking at the content that you're scheduling and you're like, oh, I don't feel good about this. Like I'm not getting the results that I think I should. And the reason is is because I've been unattentive for this long, right? If I let probably a week of that go by that's when I know like, hey, next week, I need to start carving out some time in my calendar to really start taking a look at this. Uh, and one thing that'll kind of leave you guys with as you guys are looking at this autopilot manual control, finding, you know, your own rhythm and your own rules to to how to take back control and when to let go is I don't fully overhaul the system. Okay, because I don't, the system has picked up some part of your workload. Okay, it's relieved some part of what you're doing. And so you've built it. So you don't want it to just break. Okay, keep the system. But as you go back and you start working on the system, test things within that system. Don't just completely revamp the system, test things within it. Hey, I can't actually handle posting seven times a week and creating those types of reels. If, you know, for example, I've been producing a YouTube video every single week or a podcast, and I've been repurposing some of that content to put on social, keep doing that. Don't just cold turkey, hey, I'm not posting any of this anymore. Take a couple days and manually go back in there and test whatever it is that you think should be working, right? If it's a trending audio variation, if it's a more distinctive call to action that's in a different color on your reels, like that is the kind of stuff that you want to start testing. And you do that testing for a little while within the system. And then you're like, okay, if I need to actually modify this system to give me what I want, that's when the restructuring of it comes. And, and, and there's something to be said for waiting longer if, if things are coming about. Okay. So a lot of people, if they're, you know, looking forward to their autopilot phase and things aren't going well, is letting things go as, for example, more time away from the business and more time away focusing on other things and, and analyzing things. I use that as a learning phase. So for example, if I know, and if you have a hard time during the autopilot phase, not messing with the system, say you're on a family vacation, say you're on, um, you know, just the end of the year, right? Like you're taking time off for, for the growth of your business, for you to change the mindset that you currently have. Learning. Learning is almost the best cure, in my opinion, and my experience for delaying that, that, 
that need and that urge to have to mess with the system, right? To, to finish out my autopilot sequence is enrolling in a course, learning, because when I'm learning and I'm making progress and I feel like clarity is, is coming, then I don't feel so anxious about getting to it. Because the issue for me that essentially makes me twitch and be like, oh my gosh, I got to pull the plug on this thing is the fact that I don't know what's wrong, right? So when I, when I switch and I let that sequence finish, but as it's finishing and waiting for that timeline to come up, I start learning. I start digging into things and I start learning, listening to podcasts, enrolling in some some mini courses and watching some videos from those who, you know, are still professionals in the field. Like I will tell you, I thought for a while that I was a good social media manager. And I still think I am, but now I realize the threshold and the deliverables that I can actually produce on a consistent basis that I think are not just worth it for myself, but worth it for our clients. Because, you know, posting every day is exhausting. And if you don't have your marketing system set up for that, like it's, it's a full-time job. Like that's all you can do for one client um, and do it relatively well. And so looking at everything that you have on your plate and your marketing systems is the, the more that you're looking at this autopilot phase, if that autopilot phase is not allowing you to focus on your business and building your business and improving other areas of your business. If it's a, this, the sequence isn't long enough. You're not waiting long enough in that autopilot phase to, to really analyze and assess some other system, right? Within marketing or within just your business operations. That's, that's a good sign that like, Hey, I might need to step back from the volume to be able to actually let this autopilot sequence do what it needs to do to be able to test something. And actually, sorry, one last thing here is just making sure that you are testing something during that sequence. Sometimes people are just like, ah, I'm done. Like I I need a break. And I get that. Um, But if you start that sequence and you don't have something very specific in mind that you're testing, you're just like kind of looking at the overall results. It's, it's very hard to let that go. Right. And so if you know whatever you're testing isn't working, it's a lot easier to go back and only attack one thing rather than attack everything. So that's kind of all I have to say about that. Anywho, guys, thanks for joining this episode, this show. And, you know, I hope you guys stick around. If there is something that you guys obviously want to hear a little bit more about, a little bit more information, a little bit more, you know, this or that, feel free to reach out. We, the... The Making Creative Marketing Show is brought to you by The Makery Company, right? The selfish plug for us, which is um, our essentially our creative content agency. We do social media marketing, but we really look at ourselves as like, hey, we are a content partner for businesses. We are extremely good at creating content and plugging it into to your marketing systems, whether it's, you know, uh, your newsletter, starting your YouTube account, obviously a podcast or social media, you know, reels, whatever it is, like we, we consider ourselves masters at being able to plug in content where the opportunity um, arises um, and where the need is. So that's where you can find us for the most part. But if you're looking for more on the podcast, if you're looking to engage a little bit more with us, make sure you sign up with the newsletter. Um, That's going to be in the show notes. Check that out. And then we are going to be trying to open up a channel for questions. So if you hear the podcast and you would like to ask a very specific question that could be answered, you know, as part of a topic, um, or even maybe directly, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But we're going to be um, announcing that probably in the next episode as we as we get those systems set up. So 
be on the lookout for that. Otherwise, guys, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you on the next one.